Welcome to the Show Up Society podcast, where I talk about showing up for your goals one tiny step at a time. I'll help you break down your big fat dreams into tiny bite-sized pieces that are totally doable as long as you just keep showing up. I talk about anything from running to creativity, to mindset, to small business, to whatever else comes up. You'll see how just showing up for yourself every day in the tiniest way can make a huge impact and change your life. I'm your host, Tammy Bennett, artist, coach, habit keeper, and idea machine. I can't wait to cheer you on. So let's get started. Hey there. Thank you for showing up for today's episode of the Show Up Society podcast. Today, I'm talking about my process for setting goals for the new year. And spoiler alert, it revolves around your desired feelings. So I say this is a goal setting process for the new year, but this can be used at any time, not just on New Year's Eve. It is never a bad time to set goals. I wanted to first give a listener shout out. I'm shouting out today to More Cake Mom. Obviously, I love you because of your screen name. More Cake Mom said the Show Up Society podcast is a great reminder to be mindful every day, which helps me be better at wearing all of my hats in life. Excited and inspired to listen to every new episode. Thank you, More Cake Mom. I totally feel you on wearing all the hats. Keep up the great work and thank you so much for taking the time to leave a review. Do 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 do. It's challenge time. Today's challenge is sort of another cheesy one, but if you know me, you know I like the cheese. I want you to do a victory pose, arms stretched way up to the sky. You made it through another year. You did amazing things. You did hard things. Yes, you did it. Let's celebrate. Okay, let's get moving. Let's talk about how I set goals for the new year in hopes that maybe something I say will help you set your goals. And this is a really meaty episode, so you might want to listen to this one when you have a pen and paper handy. Or maybe listen to it now while you're on the go and come back to it later if you need a refresher while you're working on your plans. And if you're listening to this after New Year's Eve or after January 1st, who gives a poop? It's never too late to start to work on your goals, and there is no perfect start date. Okay, step one, reflection. I know I already talked about this in episode five for why you might want to do it. But I'm also going to talk about it here because I really like going through this process and I think it's essential to goal setting. If you don't know where you've been, it's a little bit harder to find out where you want to go. I've posted a bonus podcast episode today with a guided reflection session. So if you're interested, check it out and make sure to bring a paper and pen with you in case you want to write down your reflections as you go through that guided episode. I have some free questions on episode five that can kind of lead you in your reflection. But in this bonus episode that I released today, there are going to be very different questions and there's going to be background music. So check it out. Okay, but for now, let's focus on the questions of what felt good in the past year and what didn't. What did you enjoy and what did you not enjoy? What do you want more of in 2020? What do you want less of? I'm going to give you a few of my answers to help you get started. I'm saying no to excuses, to playing small, hiding under my victim story, my fear of success, money blocks, overwhelm, and analysis paralysis. I'm saying a big fat yes, come to me mama, to success, gratitude, health, family, positive thoughts, 
exercise, self-care, consistent action, money, and support. So make a list now of your more yes in 2020 and your more no in 2020. Okay, now that you have looked back at the past, let's check in with where we are right now. So I like to look at the main pillars of life and rate where I am right now in those areas. Some examples of life pillars are mental health, physical health, personal or spiritual development, relationships, family, service, environment, finances, work, play. You can choose your own, make up new ones, use some of the ones I suggested. It doesn't really matter. I've chosen eight for myself. I would say you'll probably have between five and eight. You don't want to have too many. And then you're going to rate your satisfaction in each pillar. One is not satisfied at all. Ten is it couldn't get any better. And this is a zero judgment zone. You're going to hear that a lot today. The lower you score, the more you can grow. So if you have a two in something, you're really just not satisfied with how it went this past year or how it's going right now. Okay, no big deal. You're just doing a neutral observation. You're not saying, oh my God, I'm so bad at this or I suck at this. No, you're just going, okay, I would like to do better in this area. Write down a thought or two about why you gave it that score. Write down the good things and the bad things to give you a reason why you gave that something a five or a seven or whatever it is that you gave it. After you've done that, look through the pillars and your scores and pick up to three areas that you would really like to focus on in 2020 and write them down. For me, I'm choosing my health, my business finances, and my business. I'm choosing these because I felt like I wasn't showing up in these areas. I feel like I already show up for my husband and kids, so I'll continue to do that, obviously, since that's really my first priority, but that's not one of the three that I'm actively trying to improve on. Okay, so now you have your three areas of life that you would like to focus on, work on, improve, have fun with. You get the idea. Step three, this is a big, big one. How do you want to feel at the end of 2020? When I'm teaching my tiny daily habits class, we always start here. We start with the why you are choosing the goals or the habits that you are choosing. And I believe that if you dig down to the deepest meaning of the why, it's really just an emotion that you want to feel. So I try to come up with five feelings that I deeply want to feel at the end of each day, each month, and the year. I always start the why in the form of feelings because it gives a deeper connection to the goals and it helps you keep making progress even when it's hard. And I'm here to tell you it's gonna get hard. So spend a good bit of time on this step. You can Google feeling words for adults if you're having trouble naming feelings. I'm always surprised that I have trouble coming up with more than like happy, sad, angry, but there's a lot of other feelings out there. You might just have to Google it and that's okay. This step is going to be a cornerstone of your goals for 2020. So really think it through. Don't rush yourself. Really feel in your bones how that feeling is that you want to feel and then you'll be able to come up with it. The desired feelings I have chosen for 2020 are healthy, connected, authentic, brave, grateful, and successful. I will use these feeling words to guide me throughout my goal-making process and throughout the year. And when I'm trying to make a decision, I'll look at my list of goals and see if saying yes would bring me closer to feeling those desired feelings. So write your feeling words and put them somewhere you'll see them every day. 
or even use it as a password or a screensaver on your phone because you sure look at that enough. Okay, once you have your five feelings, imagine a person who feels that way. Maybe it's your future you, maybe it's somebody that you look up to or somebody that's in your life. If you're going to be a person who experiences these feelings that you want, what thing are you doing to make that happen? Make a brainstorm of all the things that come to mind that are actions or results that you would be doing if you were feeling that way. I'll give you an example from mine. So if one of my desired feelings is healthy, some things I would be doing would be running, yoga, staying hydrated, meditating, sleeping, taking supplements, and on and on. Just write down all the things you can think of with no judgments, no telling yourself it's impossible or hard or scary or that you won't be able to do it. Just write down the big things and the little things that someone would do if they want to feel the way that you want to feel. Some people also like to choose a word of the year or a phrase of the year, and I've done this for about a decade. This year, funnily enough, my word or phrase is show up. Makes sense given the name of this podcast, right? But 2020 is going to be all about showing up for myself. And once I start doing that, I'll automatically start showing up better for other people and other situations as well. I'm committing to showing up for my health, my two businesses, my husband, my kids, my mindset, my finances, and my truest self. So think right now about a word or a phrase that's kind of like your mantra, your kind of go-to check-in point to use throughout the year. I know some people who instead of setting goals, they just use that word or the phrase and they constantly check in and say, hmm, is this in line with my word or phrase? So for me, it would be, am I showing up right now? Is this an example of how to show up for something? And if it's not, then you know you're not really on track. But anyway, if you decide that you're one of the people that would like to just use a word or a phrase instead of setting a goal or actions, then you're done. You can turn off this podcast and go on about with your bad self. But I would love to know what your word or phrase is that you have chosen for 2020. So visit me at showupsociety.com forward slash nine and leave it in the comments. If you're going to keep on going with me here on this journey to your goal for 2020 by choosing actual goals and actions, then let's go. I want you to brainstorm a list of possible goals for 2020. Write down all the things you can think of that you think would be a cool goal. Don't worry about how you'll do it. Don't worry about if you have the time or the money or the skills or the emotional capacity to do them. I promise you can figure anything out if you're willing. So right now, just a big time non-judgmental brainstorm. Now that you've got all those ideas out of your head and onto paper, let's pick a few goals that will get you closer to where you want to be at the end of the year. Luckily, you've already done some of the work here to help you out. You're going to take your list of feelings that we did at the beginning. We're going to take your word or phrase of the year that you just did. And you're going to take the three life pillars that you want to focus on. And now you're going to look at those, review those, see if there's common threads, and then you're going to make five to seven goals for 2020. You can actually just make one goal if you want, but five to seven should be the max. You want each goal to be getting you closer to that list of feelings. You want it to improve at least one of the three pillars of life that you're focusing on, and you want it to align with your word of the year. You also want to make sure you're not choosing too many big giant goals at one time. You want to set yourself up for success here. 
If you're moving across the country to a new job and getting a puppy, it's probably not the best time to go out with friends more often and lose 100 pounds and plant a garden. Pick the goals that excite you and make you a little bit nervous at the same time. Write them down and you are already ahead of the game. Writing down your goals makes them more powerful. This year, I am picking goals each quarter instead of picking goals for the whole year because things change so much. For instance, this podcast was not on my list of goals for this year, for 2019, at all, even though it's been in my mind to do one for four years. And all of a sudden, I'm almost 10 episodes in and I have a website and newsletter to go along with it. So this year, 2020, I'm trying something new and I'm revisiting my goals every quarter. So anyway, you can choose your one to seven goals for the year or for the quarter. For fun, I thought I would let you have the inside scoop and I'll tell you a couple of my goals for the first quarter of 2020. I'm going to talk more about the tiny daily habits I'll be keeping on a future episode. So I'm telling you guys sort of my list of bigger goals here. I'm going to show up for my health by exercise. So I want to run 65 miles and go to eight yoga classes. I want to show up for my relationships. So I'm going to go on three dates with Chris, three dates with friends, and I'm going to have three game nights with the family. I want to show up for my business, Tiger Pocket Press. So I'm going to a massive trade show the first week of February. So I have tons of prep work for that. I'm showing up for this podcast by producing an episode and newsletter every week, and I'm going to pitch to five guests to come on the show. I'm showing up for my personal development by doing my self-coaching work daily and having a weekly one-on-one call with a coach. That's a lot. Like it's too much and I know it's too much, but I just, for me, it works better if I aim really high and then I am totally okay with not getting a goal as long as I went after it and showed up for myself every step of the way. All I'm going to do is do my best and hope that I get there and be okay if I don't. So now that you have your goals kind of chosen, I want to give you a couple really important reminders. When you're choosing your goals, pick what works for you, not what you think is right or what you should do or what makes more practical, logical sense or if someone would approve of it. This is your life. This is your day. Live it for you and pick a goal that thrills you, that makes you excited to work on it. When you are living your truest life, you are showing others that they can do it too. If you're capable of having the idea of this goal, then you're capable of accomplishing it. Don't doubt yourself, just go after it. I said it before and I'm going to say it again. Your goal is not going to be easy every day. It's not going to be fun every day. Sometimes it's going to feel impossible and you're going to hit lows and you're going to want to forget that you ever even thought about doing that goal. Totally okay totally normal. When that happens, get out your list of feelings and the list of life pillars and remind yourself why you're doing this work. Remind yourself that if you get through this hard little bump in the road, that you're going to feel so good at the end of the year or the end of the quarter or the end of the day when you worked on that goal anyway. Remember, your goal does not have to be permanent. Keep it for a quarter and then revisit. It's totally okay to change your goals completely, as long as it's for the right reasons. As long as you're not quitting or changing just because it's hard, then you're good. Don't worry about doing it the right way. I currently own two businesses that are under 15 months old. Nobody would ever recommend that, 
every business mentor I've ever paid attention to has actually fervently advised against what I am doing. They say focus on only one thing, grow only one thing at a time. But I know for me personally, for my soul, I need the product creation and the creativity that I get from Tiger Pocket Press. And I need the coaching cheerleading aspect that I get from the Show Up Society. My soul really needs both to thrive. And if that means that both businesses are going to grow slower than they would if I focused on only one at a time, then I'm okay with that. I'm doing me and you do you. Okay, you have your three life pillars that you want to improve. You know what you want more and less of in 2020. You have your desired feelings. You have your word or phrase of the year. And now you have your goals for 2020. You're a rock star. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of deciding. I'm happy that you got to this step. But now, how the heck are you going to keep going after those goals? I'll tell you how. One tiny step at a time. One tiny step every day. I'm going to be talking about all of this more in future episodes, but I'm just going to give you a couple quick tips for remembering your goals and going after them. One, keep your goals in sight. Put them on your fridge. Write them in your journal or your planner. Use them as a screensaver on your phone. Put them by your bed or your bedroom mirror. I've had years where I wrote down my goals and I couldn't even remember what they were two months later because I couldn't find the little scrap of paper I had written it on. Number two, break your goal into smaller chunks. So I break my yearly goal into quarters and then into months and then into weeks. This sounds kind of anal and constraining, but believe me, I have so much more creativity and I make way more progress when I have things planned out. I'll give you an example. Let's say I have a goal to create a new release of greeting cards in Q1. So I'll say, okay, January will be sketching ideas and then refining the artwork. February will be finalizing the illustrations and formatting them for the printer and then sending the files to the printer. March will be photographing the cards for the catalog, writing web copy and updating the catalog. Then I break each of those month's goals into tasks for the week. And because I'm not using energy deciding what to do and when to do it, I am able to have freedom and creativity. For my example above, all I have to worry about in January is creating the artwork. I'm not worried or thinking at all about sending the files to the printer or creating the catalog or the copy. I'm just focusing on creating art. And that is so freeing. So remember, just break down your goals into smaller chunks and just focus on that one small chunk at a time. Just focus on the small chunk that's in front of you. Number three, planning is everything. Everything, people. Every night before bed, I write down the top three actions for the next day. And at least one of them should always make progress on one or more of your goals. Use your calendar or your planner to set actions each day to get you closer. And make sure your calendar also has your other commitments so you know when you really do have the time to do your goal actions. So let's say my goal is feeling healthy. Every Sunday, I'm putting yoga and running into my calendar. I'm planning when, where, and how long I'm going to run. This sounds intense, but it gets done when I do this. Get it down to the tiniest level and put it on your calendar and make it happen. Number four, have a weekly date with yourself or an accountability partner if you're lucky enough to have one and go over your goals for the week ahead and see what you accomplished from the week before. When you are consistently tracking your progress, you'll make more progress. Number five, 
reward yourself for hitting the big milestones on the way to your goal. So if your goal is to run 50 miles a month, maybe after you run 25, take yourself for your favorite smoothie or get a massage. Make it fun. Celebrate your victories along the way, no matter how big or small. Number six, throughout the year, when other big projects or opportunities come your way, ask yourself a few questions before you automatically say yes. Does it give you more of the feeling that you wanted to feel this year? Does it align with your word or your phrase of the year? Does it get you closer to any of your goals? Does it give you progress in any of those life pillars that you wrote down? Of course, you can say yes to the new opportunity no matter what, but just remember that if it takes away from your goals, then don't get upset later if you don't meet your goal because you spent time doing this other thing. You have the choice. You have the chance to set your priorities and to stay focused. You do you. Make the right choice for you. I think my work here is done. But first, you're not getting out of here without me checking in to see if you did that victory pose. Did you? If not, Let's just do it right now, but I want you to be thinking in your head of those feelings that you want to feel and the goals that you just set for yourself and imagine it being New Year's Eve and you have accomplished what you wanted to. Now do the victory pose with some meaning. I'm so excited to hear about the goals and the feelings that you're going after this year. So please visit me at showupsociety.com forward slash nine to let me know what those feelings or goals are, and I'll be your cheerleader. Thank you so much for showing up for this podcast. Now go show up for yourself and have a safe, happy, healthy, and wealthy year. Hey, you're still here. You're such a goal getter.